What's going on? The Grave Consequences Podcast. This is your boy Shane Swerve Strickland, but secretly, some people might refer to me as Killshot from Lucha Underground. I don't know if it's true or not, but I'm doing a nice little drop for you guys. Thank you guys for supporting the Swerve brand. And I hear that y'all doing a Lucha Underground review on the Social Suplex Network. Man, y'all might have just stumbled upon the best match in Lucha Underground history, in my opinion. You know, Killshot versus Dante Fox. We made history that night. And to this day, I don't think anybody has been able to top what we did in that match in any other promotion across the industry. That match still, still holds a great place in my heart. And, of course, Fox would definitely agree with me. So... Thank you guys for reviewing a wonderful, wonderful, amazing, one of the top five matches of my entire wrestling career. Hope you guys enjoy it. This is a drop. Shout out to Grave Consequences Podcast. Enjoy the show and be confident in everything you do. And thank you. Thank you for supporting whose house? Swerve's house. Hey there, folks, and welcome back to the Grave Consequences podcast. Of course, my name is Caleb Baldwin. You can follow me on Twitter at I am Caleb B. Follow my friend, co-host, and producer Greg at X Maserati. Follow the show at GC underscore cast. Check out everything else here on the Social Suplex Podcast Network. Make sure you rate, review, and subscribe, or follow, pardon me, if you are listening on Apple Podcasts. We do greatly appreciate each of those things being done. Of course, you can always check me out every Wednesday night on Eddie and Caleb's Hero Cast right after AEW Dynamite. Uh, the day before this episode comes out, we will have reviewed Chronicles. I look forward to that. And uh, Greg, once again, it is still April 25th. We're here to review Season 3, Episode 16 of Lucha Underground. The title of this episode is Battle of the Bulls. And I don't think we came up with a... Pardon me. We are going to use a Spanish title on this one. We're just going to use that title, but we're going to translate it. So Batalla de los Toros is going to be the the working title of this episode. That is correct. Yes. Thanks for the input, Greg. It's it's greatly appreciated. So I'm here for. Yeah. Before we get into this first match of the night, actually, um, I took a note. On two things. One, the band that was uh, in the bandstand. It was Metalachi. And these guys, I took a note of the song. Because it took me a second, but I'm like, holy shit, they played La Bamba. Dude, that was awesome. Because that was like the first song I liked as a kid. Yeah. You big Richie Valens guy. That doesn't surprise me at all. Did you cry the day the music died? I cry every day the music dies. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> so we're getting right into it man first match of the night battle of the battle of the bulls finals this is a, an elimination fatal four-way of course we got the mac versus pj black versus jeremiah crane versus cage i'm gonna go right through this real quick pj the first thing i wrote down was pj and crane were both in a 69 position when the mac sent on onto both and pinned both of them but only for a count of two and he, he barely made it too. It it almost looks yeah. like he just laid on him, but it was he did legitimately try to do the the, the double moonsault. Oh yes, yeah, 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 absolutely. At one point, <laughs> uh, pardon me. At one point, Jeremiah Crane hits a reverse electric chair to PJ Black. 
and PJ Black goes face first onto the apron. It was a rough landing. Absolutely. Absolutely. At another point, Jeremiah Crane is powerbombed onto the max back by Cage, but only for a two count. Cage is rolling, 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 just like Limp Biscuit when Tejano shows up with the sandpaper snake. And a, a flurry of offense from the other three competitors, a stunner, and then a springboard 450. And Cage is eliminated by PJ Black. He's your first elimination. Just to remind us that he is still in a best of five with Tejano, and he does still have a two to one lead. Now, I was a little confused on why Tejano interfered. Because they were making it sound like he was getting revenge for something, but and they were saying because he won the Battle of the Bulls, but Cage didn't really cheat to do that. No, he but he stole the pin from Tejano though. Yeah, but is Tejano supposed to be a good guy now? So this was kind of like tweener the heel activity. Yeah, yeah, but I mean shades of gray, so I guess it's I suppose it's a little excusable. It is. It, it just took me. I didn't expect it because I didn't remember it, and yeah. you know there was a. It was. It just took me. By surprise, but I did love the fact that uh, PJ Black used it for uh, that moment as a as an opportunity to get some heat by getting that pin over Cage because yeah. the audience didn't like it. No, of course they didn't. Cage is their guy. Hey, who's the guy from Ready to Rumble? Oh my God, did you notice that too? Yeah, that was him, right? David Arquette. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Former WCW World Champion. Uh, it was in the arena. That that was cool as hell, and it doesn't surprise me one bit because I know he loves wrestling. He was in. I mean, they're in L.A., right? Like they're. Yeah, yeah, exactly. By the way, I noticed, and I I don't, I didn't write down who he was pinning at the time, but Jeremiah Crane, and he did this in the first Fatal Four Way, but he went for a pin, only got a two count, but immediately transitioned from the pin to the stretch muffler. I I love that. He does it really cool because he he claps his hands with it too. Yes. And he did it to two people. I, I think he pinned, he tried to, I think he tried to get, who's left, PJ and... Um, the Mac. He tried, I think he got it with PJ first. And yeah. then he tried to go for the Mac. The Mac got out of it faster, though. Yeah. Speaking of the Mac, the Mac hits a stunner from the top rope on Jeremiah Crane, and Jeremiah Crane is eliminated. It was pretty cool. And then we cut to the final two, and it feels like they just kind of like fight for like 30 seconds, and then the Mac hits a stunner, and the Mac wins. I was kind of hoping they'd tease a PJ Black victory just because Yeah, I think that would have gotten the audience out of their seat because he's kind of a loser, but he's on a win. He, it's a, he just won a match, but it was a big match for him. Yeah. And they could have teased for more heat. You know, they could have they could, they could played around with that a little bit more. And um, they could I'm sorry, go ahead. I was kind of wrapping up, so you're fine. Well, I was going to say, you know, you've got my creative will spinning here. You have PJ win. You build up like, hey, in two weeks, they're going to have this world title match. And you kind of have Johnny be like, you're going to lay down, right? You're going to lay down, right? And PJ's like, no, I'm not going to lay down. And you do like a redemption angle, a face turn for PJ. And, you know, there are things you could have done, but they, they chose not to go that route. And that's fine especially given what we're going to get from this. Like, that's okay. It Yeah, they, I'm okay with how it ended too. But, you know, the, the funny thing is I was thinking about this too. Yeah. I was thinking about if PJ Black won. Yeah. And I would have done something different. Have it go into the match. And throughout, because of what Johnny said to them earlier, I was like, you guys are going to be out of Lucha, you know, out of Worldwide Underground. Yeah. 
I would have like throughout the match, like PJ Black's actually trying and it's pissing Johnny off. And then every few moments, someone from Worldwide Underground, there's only two others, uh, Jack Evans comes out and it looks like he's going to help Johnny Mundo, but then he helps PJ Black. But Johnny Mundo still kicks out and then Taya comes out, right? And it looks like she's going to help Johnny Mundo, but she helps PJ Black. And then Johnny kicks out of that too. And then after a few teases, Johnny Mundo still wins, right? And then at the end, they're all like, oh, we were just trying to prove to the world that you're that tough, that you can you can still win. This is why you're the top guy. <laughs> just because one, it would build Johnny up. Yeah. And this is far-fetched, I know. This would be a, you'd have to pull this off just right. And it would, the crowd would be into it. You know they would. Yeah. And it would just be a funny, not a fun, it could be funny, but it would be, just an entertaining whole match where you're, you just keep getting the rug pulled out from under you. Like where it's like, okay, Jack Evans is going to help. Uh, nope. He's, he's, he's helping PJ. Oh, Ty is definitely going to help Johnny Mundo. Wait, why, why didn't she, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Could have been really good. Yeah. I get you. I get you. So after this, we get what might be my favorite segment on the episode. We have Phoenix and Aerostar on the search for Drago. And what's the first place they check? <laughs> the same place you find any kind of shit-based dragon. Yes, the bathroom. They check a toilet. He's not there. Cobra Moon comes out. She brought Pindar, Pindar pardon me, and Vibura. Am I saying that right? Vibura. Vibura. I'm eventually going to get that right, man. Just think of Gore but with a B. So Veeb, V-E-E-B, and then Gore but with a B, Bora. Vibora, Vibora. There you go. Vibora. Vibora. There we go. Anyway, Cobra Moon says she brought Pindar, Pind- Pindar <laughs> and Vibora to break the trio's champions. And then we get a bathroom brawl. You know, I'm, it's funny because you're supposed to be the bilingual one, but these two names have broken you. Yes, they have. And, you know, it's funny that you, you are. It just hit me, too, uh, how funny it is that his friends went looking for him in, <laughs> in the bathroom. Like, how many uh, do you have any friends where if you can't find him, you go looking in the bathroom and that's the mm. first place you check? I don't No, That would not be the first place to check on, on any of my friends. Like, maybe if I knew they ate something that doesn't agree with them, I'd be like, oh, he just had, you know, Mexican food and he has acid reflux. So he's probably shit his brains out. But, like, people are always looking for her. I mean, Cobra Moon looked for him earlier in the season, right? Yeah, exactly. But it's a good brawl. Yeah, absolutely. Dirty floor, I wouldn't want to land on it. No, no. And didn't the didn't the Rudos come out on top here? They did because they had the advantage. Yeah, and and Vibra is so big, I think he just picked up Aerostar and started slamming him into the bathroom mirror. Ass first. Yeah. So he has all this broken glass in his asshole. Oh, Vibora. 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 There you go. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. After this, we see Sexy Star talking to the Mac, and she hugs him, and she's so proud of him. And he says he can't wait to face her for the the Lucha Underground Championship. She says it would be an honor. And there's a spider in the locker room. You know the crazy thing about this, dude, is I genuinely don't remember where this is going. It doesn't matter because it won't bookend because Sexy Star doesn't come back for season four. Oh, they don't finish this one? No. Maybe that's why I don't remember it. Yeah. 
again, they uh, they kind of tease like, oh, someone's coming. And then between season three and four, Sexy Star is a piece of shit. And, and they're just like, okay, uh, how about we uh, just scrap this and move forward? Yeah, there's one other thing where someone does debut, but it's so underwhelming and just bad later on. It's actually probably more than once, but yeah, um, it's it's at the very end. Uh, but this, okay, I was oh. wondering if this was my memory. I, w- I was really like, I was like, this, sh- I was like, I could have sworn, I was like, this has to go somewhere. How come I don't remember Yeah, who this is? Spider Girl? Like, uh, <laughs> yeah. No, I'm pretty confident. I'm 99% confident it went nowhere. That has to be right, because I I have nothing in my head as to yeah. anything about this. Jeremiah Crane is in Dario Quito's office, and Jeremiah Crane wants a match, and Dario's like, well, that's pretty bold, but uh, okay. Don't yeah, know he, what the match is yet, but I have a pretty good idea. Yeah, he was like, he's like, oh, you, 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 ju- you're, you just lost your last match. What do you think you, you earned this? He's like, just give it to me anyway. He's like, all right. <laughs> okay. Yeah, sure. Sure. Then Jeremiah Crane pulls a panel out from the top of, uh, or from the, 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 why can't I talk? I don't know. From the, uh, ceiling of Dario's office. Dario's like, what are you doing? He's like, no, he's like, I got to get something. I left it here when I was a kid. This was weird, and I don't yep. remember what this because I, I I don't remember this at all. This part where yep. he pulls out this like stone tablet, like he's Moses. Yeah, and he's like, I left this here when I was a kid. Now that would imply the temple's been around and hasn't been changed since he was a kid. Yeah, so for like a minimum of like twenty five years. Yeah, then there all of a sudden there's these stone tablets from the Macadanian days, like. It doesn't make this was weird, and I don't know, but I'm intrigued. I'm curious as to where this goes. Just be thank God. It's this is one of those, those moments where my bad memory is kind of a blessing because, like, I get to experience <laughs> this all over again because I do like this storyline. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's see here. After this, Jeremiah Crane runs into Katrina, and as it turns out, next week, Jeremiah Crane will face Mil Muertes. I just realized I said macadamia when I meant to say like the uh, like the Medes or the uh, Babylonians. <laughs> uh, the poops. Yep. Awesome. Awesome. Also, um, Jeremiah Crane seems to have a past with Katrina, of course, as we all know. And Jeremiah Crane is still down bad for Katrina, as it would turn out. He's simping. Yeah, not 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 to the level that Phoenix was, but but yes, he is. Well, he's at the point where he's angry and he's angry at the world because he was a simp. Yeah, for sure. He's about to make a podcast about how he hates women. (laughs) Oh, my God. Make a YouTube (laughs) channel about it. (laughs) Yeah, be careful out there, fellas. Anyway. Our main event, Sexy Star versus Johnny Mundo inside a steel cage. For the Lucha Underground Championship. Also, props to whoever produced this match to not have the Worldwide Underground here. Yeah, it was one of the first cage matches that actually kept... Well, not so much that it didn't keep people out of it, but people just didn't interfere. Yeah, exactly. It's one of those... That's like... 
it means the cage lived up to its reputation. It does. Uh, I'll got to tell you, though, I really wasn't checked into this match. It seemed like for me, it was 90 percent of Johnny Mundo pulling at Sexy's leg to pull her back into the cage. Yeah, but I love the finish. So. I, I don't like Sexy Star trying to escape the cage. I don't like when faces try to win by escape. I'm going to be honest, dude. I don't really like escape cage matches. I understand, but to me, it makes sense if, you know, if, if the story is a heel's trying to run away and, you know, win by escape. Like, that makes sense. Of course, a heel would want to run away from this match and win in the process. Yes, it does. Yes. But also, oh, by the way, Sexy Star still had to read a repulsive gear on. Which is, you know, fitting for her. It looks, I think it looked cool. And I believe this was the debut of Johnny Mundo's new theme song, Welcome to Slamtown. I, you know, I didn't notice, but that's, that's, that's good. It's a good song. Yeah. It's something, man. It's it something. It's something. <laughs> um, Sexy Star, by the way, spent all this time trying to escape. Then she's got an opening, and then she does the the the, the Jimmy Snuka, the Eddie Guerrero, the what have you. Oh, I could win this match, but how about I just dive onto Johnny instead? You knew you knew that she was going to lose because you could. This was a match where you could win by pinfall or submission as well. It looked like I'm yeah. pretty sure there were some pinfalls. Um, it wasn't a cool looking dive, no. and you kind of knew she wasn't winning. Dude, it was a crossbody. That's what it was, man. Yeah. It. I don't know. It, like, it, I guess if you're a new wrestling fan, it might have been a great match. And I and I do like the finish, but it, it really was just ninety percent of her him pulling her down by the leg. Uh, I don't know. I just couldn't get into this one at all. Yeah. No, I understand. I understand. Um, let's see here. Johnny and Sexy are fighting on the ropes. And Johnny Mundo pulls Sexy Star's mask off. What a dick. Is that a DQ in, in uh, Lucha Libre, usually? I think so, yeah. Yeah, this is, unfortunately for, for Sexy Star, this isn't Mexico. So this is more of a Tex-Mex kind of rule promotion. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, it is. They try, to be Lucha, they try to be Lucha Libre, but they're not quite Lucha Libre, are they? No, no you're right, but you, you're, you, you said Tex-Mex, and that just killed me, man. I mean, that's what it's. This is basically the Taco Bell of love uh, Lucha Libre. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, it, you know, it's a Chili's. It's not you're not getting authentic Lucha Libre here. <laughs> this is definitely on the border for sure. Yeah. I mean, if anywhere else, it would have been a DQ. But unfortunately for her, I love this finish. I love the heat. I love the yep. way he exited the heat, the way he dropped as a heel. He stares at her. Right Dude, before. Yeah, he stared right at her. The only thing missing was Johnny waving. Like, he should have waved. Oh, he, you know what? Because he, he can do parkour. He probably could have done it. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, just, told, you know, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, you keep your you keep your gripping with your feet and your one hand, and you wave with the other. He just, he's hanging on the outside, just staring at her. As Once she yeah. got her mask on, he just drops, and he wins. I loved it. Or, or rather than waving, he flips her the bird, and then he drops off oh dude what if he could have done like he could have hung from his feet and done the air guitar upside down <laughs> yes yes 
if he had the athleticism to do that, yeah, absolutely. And he may. But, yeah. It, it, all in all, like, it, it, it was a great heel move to take the mask off. Yeah, it, sure. And it helped him win. I, I don't want to say cleanly, but... And I know strong is a bad word, but it it definitively beat her. No, he won decisively, for sure. Yes. And remember... Dario said, if you lose this, you can never challenge for the title again. Well, that's that's actually not quite what he, he had said that referring to the match with PJ. So, hypothetically, oh, OK, I did get that wrong. OK, hypothetically, I guess sexy could uh, eventually challenge again. But as long as she sometimes, uh, hopefully, quite frankly, hopefully not anytime soon. Yeah, they did this little. I mean, let's be honest, this was a stint. Yeah, like, this was a publicity thing. And it's weird because it's a comment you said, like they 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 did that thing for women's empowerment and then they did the exact opposite with the Pentagon match uh, right after. So, I, you know what? Lucha Underground is kind of bipolar, isn't it? A little bit, a little bit. Absolutely. And <laughs> also this this was definitely like the end of this feud and you can tell, and I'm going to reiterate it because as Johnny is leaving, he's atop the steps, he's celebrating the Mac comes out of nowhere and he stuns Johnny atop the stairs. We're already onto our next feud. And I love that we're moving on. I am too, just because well, I mean, it's something we're done this feud. The feud's over. Yeah, there's not there's nothing. If they had done more of it, it would that would have been a mistake. To uh, to quote a viral TikTok, a formerly viral TikTok, uh, you're done. Yeah, they're done. done. I think they were gonna. I don't remember what they do with her for the rest of the season. I don't remember if anything special happens with sexy. Uh, I feel like, man, I don't know. I don't remember, dude. Yeah, I have no clue. But that doesn't mean anything that I don't remember. But the fact that you don't remember. Honestly, she's probably fodder for like a gift of the gods match or something. How many episodes do we have left? We're, uh, the... bro, we're not even halfway through this season. And they still do the spider thing throughout? But yeah, yeah, there's 40 episodes this season. There's 40 episodes this season? Yes. Oh my god. Yes, dude, I know. Wait, is this a season where it's like cut in half? Yeah, yeah, they cut like they around episode 20 like after episode 20 they go on like a six month hiatus and then they do the next 20 was there a season four yes yes okay yeah because there's a whole season without um without sexy star and without someone else as well that is true yep yep um after after that segment, we cut to Cobra Moon's chambers, and Drago is locked up, and he's on a hunger strike, and Cobra Moon's like, you're going to break. You're going to break. And at the Grave Consequences podcast, we do not kink shame. Yeah. So whatever Drago and, and Cobra Moon are into, yeah, as long as they're both consenting adults, you know. Exactly. It's like my, my uh, kink is uh, being fat shamed. <laughs> yeah. Come on, is call it, me, uh, call me chubby. Is it Muzz's kink shame is, uh, or his his kink is kink shaming others? Yeah. Exactly, exactly. 
But yeah, uh, basically Drago's kidnapped. He's literally like in chains right now. Like a Nick Jonas song. And he breathes fire right at the end. It's a, it's a technique that might prove useful in a fight. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Hey, he did breathe fire on someone once. Or no, he's done poison mist. Yeah, exactly. You should start doing that again. Yeah, I think I should start doing that. You should, man. It would stop the fight real quick. Dude, just start doing it at work. Yeah. Just like, oh, what's that you're complaining about? Oh, you do this. Mist in the face. You're blind. Go home. Yep. Good luck putting me out in the panel. You you can't see anymore. Just change your voice so they can't point you out in the lineup. Oh, my gosh, dude. <laughs> All right. Um, folks. Folks, that is the show. We thank you for listening. And if you get kidnapped by a six foot five dinosaur, um, a lizard in Pindar, and a snake in Cobra Moon, you're probably going to suffer some more grave consequences. <laughs>